Anthony Kaiser rarely spent much time with his patients after surgery. His focus was always before. As a nurse working with transplant patients, the vast bulk of Anthony's time was spent keeping people comfortable while they waited, and waited, and waited for donor organs. It's an emotionally brutal experience for the patients as well as the staff. When people get listed for a transplant, they're pretty sick, said Anthony. So it's not the kind of job where you put in your hours and go home, because when you come back up the next day, you've still got the same patients and they're still waiting. And these things can only go one of two ways. Either you get transplanted or you don't make it. Anthony had seen it go both ways many, many times. This is The Difference Makers, a podcast about the human spirit from Penn Medicine. For transplant candidates, the waiting is the hard part. There's not a whole lot you can do. Your body is failing, so you have to sit still and try to think about something else. One patient likened it to living with a time bomb strapped to your chest. You have to just sit there and listen to it tick. Case in point, Evan. Like so many of Anthony's transplant patients, Evan was suffering from late-stage heart failure. Unlike most, he was just 20 years old. He was just a really neat kid, said Anthony. And he was just so resilient. Even if he was feeling like things weren't going his way or he wasn't feeling well, he was just always happy, upbeat. Evan had come in from Seattle for a full heart and lung transplant at Penn Medicine. At first, he and Anthony met every week or two to monitor his condition. After the better part of a year, Evan became too sick to stay out of the hospital, so they admitted him. But even when he was in the hospital, he made it work, Anthony said. He made it his home. Evan and Anthony saw each other several times a day now. Evan filmed a video blog to keep his friends updated. I was supposed to be in one episode, said Anthony. And I was super nervous, more nervous than anything having to do with the transplant. Evan also loved to draw. He spent hours doing it, sketching, coloring, customizing his surgical masks with fantastic illustrations. I can't imagine what it would be like to be that age and have to deal with life and death every day said Anthony, and I certainly wouldn't know how to do it with a smile the way he did. It's such a hard thing to do, but I think it's even a little bit harder when you're so young. You haven't even really begun to live your life yet, and you're putting all this trust in people that you don't even really know. It was important to me that we knew each other better. They talked about tattoos a bit too, at which point Anthony struck upon an idea. He said to Evan, tell you what, if you want to draw me a tattoo, I'll get it tattooed on the day you get your transplant. A few weeks later, Evan presented Anthony with a hand-rendered tattoo comprised of half a dozen elements. A few months later, Evan got his transplant, and Anthony, true to his word, got his tattoo. Honestly, it's one of my favorite tattoos, said Anthony. It has a lot of meaning to me. Evan's transplant went remarkably well. And after a few months, he was strong enough to go home to Seattle. But he does come back from time to time, and they always get together to celebrate the important things. Tattoos, transplants, and friendships. 
For Evan and Anthony, all three are permanent. This has been The Difference Makers, a podcast about the human spirit from Penn Medicine. To hear and see more, go to pennmedicine.org slash difference makers or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.